dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Kev Nash back at it again for the You Can't Make This Up podcast. DJ Killer Kev. Yes, sir. And we 30 now. We 30, 30. deep. We Kenny Smith in there right now. <laughs> man, that's crazy, man. 30 weeks straight? Yeah, man. That's nuts, man. How long it take to uh make a baby? Uh, well, they say nine months. Okay. But, uh, How, where are we at? How many months is that? We got to be on. We'll see. Let's yeah, see. 40 weeks is, is nine okay, months. Okay, we so almost yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, we almost there. <laughs> ba- baby got eyes and and legs and toes and growing up. <laughs> Absolutely, man. We got to shout out our good peoples at Bars and Beyond and Gym City Podcast always holding us down. Absolutely. Make sure y'all support them. Check them out. They everywhere just like us. iTunes. You name it, you can find them. So show your support. Absolutely, man. But uh, before we jump into the real topics of the pod, man, we got to talk about our Buckeyes eating the L last night, man. Yeah, man, they took one. It's been it, it's been on the verge of our tongues just seeing how the offense roll and then finally let a team stick around too long. So Special teams and wide receivers, y'all need to get your shit together right and i hate seeing people talking about the pi at the end i mean yes that's up for debate yes but we got four quarters worth of football thank you thank you so we got to make sure that we got they have to find a down the field receiver that can be a threat and can cause some double coverage absolutely (laughs) man when you get a receiver that opens it up downfield that opens it up more for the running backs Mm -hmm. it's just frustrating man because you know, as great as a coach as Urban Meyer is, man, you see these these blips on the radar, man. And, you know, he prides himself in coaching special teams, man. And that was a debacle last night. Yeah, he had man. a block, a missed extra point, block field goal, block punt, muff punts. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> when, when you see the Alabamas and the Michigans putting up the numbers they putting up. Scoring our, on defense. Yeah, and our offense is last Two or three weeks, you know, it's just been, you know, they, they came out hot out the gate, but, you know, that's bowling green, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, you got to get ready. You got to, you got to, you got to, you got to, they're too good of a recruiting school to not find, not, I'm not blaming it. I mean, it's just, you know, it ain't going to always happen that way right. when you find that stud that's just going to be that, but there's a lot of talent out there, man. I know they Absolutely. got it out there. I know it's a freshman and sophomore out there that, that that need to just work hard, man. Get work get, harder get and make these plays, yeah. man. You know, I I talk about this all the time, man. With with my friend, with homie Ryan Drake at the radio station, he's heavy into recruiting. I'm into recruiting too. You know, I just like to see the good guys that's out there that Ohio State's going after. You know, what I'm saying a lot of local kids from uh, Dayton, uh, Columbus, right. Cleveland, you know, and then you know Ohio State casts a wide net, so they getting kids from all over the country, man. And I always say, man, it's one thing to be that five-star, four-star guy. But, you know, come uh, noon, 3.30, 8 o'clock kickoff, man, them stars go out the window, dog. Oh, yeah. 
It's about dudes that want to play, want to got that yeah. heart. You know what I'm saying? And with them overlooked by Ohio State. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you look at some of the best players that ever played Ohio State: Malcolm Jenkins, Larry Nitus. Them dudes was three star dudes. Throwaway throw guys. AJ Hawk, throwaway yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, Troy Smith. Oh, he's a throwaway guy. Three star right. recruit. Dudes are some good ball players, man. Yeah. So you got to start giving the the other dudes credit, and you know, football is about passion, dog. The one thing I do hate about recruiting is you know, they'll have the, you know, the the senior day or whatever they're going mm -hmm. on. And, like, a lot of teams, you know, caliber of work. And then if a guy has a bad day or he ain't doing a three-cone drill in a certain time, it's mm -hmm. like, eh. So, my bad. Oh, you good. <laughs> Wife tried to hit me up. She had a tan. <laughs> Podcast, baby, you got to wait. But um, it's, just, it's, it's tough to rely sometimes on drills, you know. A lot of a lot of good players and putting good work might not be good at drills, just like a student. Somebody might be good with homework and good with learning, but not good with tests. Yeah, you know. So you gotta you gotta put the body of work in it and and, and look at start to finish a little more sometimes. It's so. bigger than just running and jumping fast and yeah. high and everything like that. But you know, like the homie DJ Opeezy said, man, if we went out. We still in the playoffs, so yeah, that, positive vibes, positive right. vibes. Turn the page. On to something. How yeah. about how about your Indians though? Yes, <laughs> I can't lie. I'm I'm in the bind. No, you're not in the bind because I'm a diehard Reds fan, right? You're not in the bind, so I'm supporting Cleveland. Yes, they're my vote. But I sure would love to see the Cubs get off that hump, but. Not this year, I guess. Yeah, there you go. There you go, man. <laughs> Quick story about the tribe, man. Okay, everybody knows I hate the Browns. Never been a Browns fan. Yeah. Growing up, I was a Steelers fan, and I currently am a Steelers fan. Will always be repping the black and yellow. My mom's a Steelers fan. My brother's a Steelers fan. My dad and grandmother are Browns fans. Now, growing up in the uh, 80s, yes, the Browns used to be good. Right. <laughs> uh, the the uh, Cardiac Kid Browns. The Bernie Kozar Browns that went to the AFC Championship games and lost to John Elway and everything like that. The Browns were the shit. Yeah. Like, believe it or not, the Browns were the shit. Absolutely. And they used to ball and they used to be damn good. Uh, tons of dudes. Webster Slaughter. I mean, Kevin Mack. Like, yeah. Eric, uh, Eric Metcalf. Like, they had dudes. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not. Not so much anymore. But I used to be like, man, I, I wouldn't mind if they won, even though I wasn't a fan. So, growing up, really didn't root for the Cavs, really liked Mark Price. So, my grandmother made it her mission to make sure that me and my brother rooted for a team from Cleveland. Yeah. But the Indians were horrible. <laughs> I mean, terrible. We used to go to the old stadium. They used to have doubleheader nights for five bucks. Mm. Me, my brother, and my grandmother would go to two games down at the old stadium for 15 bucks, man. That's dope. And we would go, we would go, and me and my brother would be looking at each other like, why are we here? This is terrible. But over time, it just wore on us. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, man, we get, let's root for these dudes. And then, like, in, in 97 when they made, well, 95 when they made the World Series versus the Braves, kind of felt like, all right, it, it paid off. These yeah. dudes is good now. I've been rooting for them when they terrible. Right. Then they made it to the World Series in 97, heartbreaking fashion, game seven. Jose Mesa, if I ever see you, it's on <laughs> site. And, you know, now they're back in the World Series, man. It just yeah. feels good. And I can't front like I watch baseball on a daily basis, but I knew 
when they got Terry Francona. I was like, hey, yeah, hey, that's that's. Sounds good to me. Right. And, you know, they made the playoffs in this first year, had a little dip in between, but now they made it to the World Series, man. And I'm just hoping, man. I'm hoping, bro. Yeah. I got to – I saw your post talking about possibly, you know, looking at tickets and I saw how much them standing only tickets was. only seven feet. And uh, it just reminded me of a time in the the 1990, my uh, old babysitter's father was college roommates with Dave Whitfield who played for the A's. Okay. And um, it was a school night, night before, I think it was game two I went to, if I believe correct. And uh, called my mom. He was like, I got tickets to the World Series. I want to take Kev. Wow. Mom's first response, it's a school night. (laughs) I'm like, so she's asking, like, I'm here talking, and I'm like, Mom, this is the World Series. And back then I was, I mean, baseball was my only, well, not my only, but like my main sport. And I was third base. I wore... I had the goggles. Chris Sable was my idol. You know, I, I thought I was Chris Sable. And um, I got fortunate enough to go down there, go to the World Series. We had like 12 row seats. Damn. You know, it was it was just one of the things that like at, at the time, it was a big baseball game for me. But mm-hmm. as I got older, it's like those opportunities to go to something like that probably that never happened again. Series. Exactly. So. Got to go, we got to go down there. We uh, stuck around after the game. I got to meet Dave Whitfield. Wow. Shake his hand. Got to talk to him. And then they had like a charity basketball event like a month later where all the baseball players were playing basketball, like a charity fundraiser. To me to that, I got to – I got – Rob Dibble's autograph Dibbs. and Jose Rio and, I mean, Eric Davis, you name it. So it was just a – that time was a dope for me. So if you are – on the fence, I would say, hey, it ain't it ain't tricky if you got it, sir. Man, I'm thinking about it, man. My brother already got his. He yeah. like he hit me up like, hey, I'm I'm buying. So uh, if you coming, uh, just let me know and I I leave the key for you at the crib because I'm gonna be downtown early. Yeah. <laughs> he said I'm getting active yeah. early on Tuesday. I'm hoping Cleveland can keep this wave going, man. It's good for the city. It's great for the city, man. Yeah. It's great for morale, man. Brings a lot of. Revenue downtown, Cleveland, everything like that, man. But later for that, man. I just want to see them cats win, man. Yeah, because they were like 1948, 1948 or, yeah, man. something around there. 1948. So. And uh, I just want to see them win for my grandmother. Like, yo, That's, hey, it paid off taking us to those yeah. games, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> regardless, you got to try to go shoot up there. Like, if it's if it's 3-1. Oh, listen. Yeah, you got to go oh, watch yeah, that yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. G-Ma. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I already know, like, knock on wood, hopefully. If they actually pull this thing off, man, I'm at that parade. I didn't go oh, yeah. to the Cavs parade. My brother went, but uh, if the if the Indians go, I'm and win yeah. this thing. I'm definitely at that parade, man. Yeah, I'm it's, I'm rooting for y'all. I, I, I won't shed a tear if y'all don't win, <laughs> but I am rooting for y'all because I I do support. I am a homer at heart, you know. So I, we appreciate. I the support love. the homers. We appreciate but, the love, man. My uh my homie Craig Miller, he's a big Cubs fan, and actually yesterday was his birthday. So after the Cubs pulled it off. I hit him up with a text, man. Happy birthday. So you got the biggest gift you could ask for right. you back into the series. I was like, well, see you on Tuesday, sir. <laughs> this was yeah. the first year for me in a while that I really probably, I can't watch 100 and whatever, 46, 52 games yeah. or whatever it is. But probably, uh, I would say 70% through the season, I started, you know, draft king a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what it was kind of a little funny story. I was 
I would just have a little extra money from golf on DraftKings and whatever else I was doing sport-wise. And I was like, I'm going to put a little bit on the Reds tonight just to see what happened. <laughs> so I made a heavy Reds lineup just to see what would happen. And them cats won like 13 to 1. I ended up winning like 150 bucks off of like $3 bet. Hey. So since then, I've just been locked in on just baseball. And I've, and I've got back into watching games mm-hmm. because I'm sitting there like – Come on, Lindor, hit, hit that homer, baby. I need these points, you know. And it just kind of got me back into watching baseball again. So I fantasy, was, fantasy, ah, fantasy sports does that, man. Yeah, get I was, you, I was happy to tune. happy to kind of get back and watch a little baseball because that was my first love growing up. Baseball was my sport, so very dope, man. Very dope. Hope now I pull it out. Now I wanted to ask you some something you have major insight on, man, which is DJ. Yeah. Uh. A uh, OG DJ of mine was actually down here in the area. Uh, Tom Jordan was down here, and uh, mm-hmm. his personal Ohio DJ was here, DJ Ellery, and he was uh we had a like a meet and greet happy hour thing, and he was out there DJing, man. So he's killing it out there, killing the set on a Thursday. And I started thinking to myself, like, man, are there rules to DJing? Like, what if you know what I'm saying? It was a DJ in the building or aspiring DJ heard a set. I was like, I'm going to emulate that yeah. as my own. Is that against the rules of DJing? Are there I, rules to this DJ shit? There, there, there is. Absolutely that is. Because, I mean, as a young DJ, you know, I came up under OPZ. They're live. I've told that story a million times. But, oh, like when you're up, up and coming, you, you, you do take little bits and pieces of, okay, I like how he mixed, you know, Gucci Man with Jock or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. was hot at the time. So it's like, okay, but then when you get home and you're working on your own stuff, it's just something within me that wouldn't allow me to do that. Mm-hmm. But then a running joke that a few people around the city used to have with me it was was when I used to play, uh, uh, what was it? She got a donk mm-hmm. with Drop It, Give Me 50, Hurricane Chris. Mm-hmm. I, those would be my blend. And I would do that so much early on <laughs> that chicks would be like partying. And I was, and then they start laughing. And finally, one of them came up to me and was like, "Every time you play that, you play this." And they they, they had caught on to my, my favorite blend. So from that moment, I was probably like what two, three years in at the time. From 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 that from that moment, it was like, yo, I, I can't just keep, you know, what worked last month at the party. Right. You can't just bring that over to the next one and the next one. You gotta you gotta show some creativity. Right. So that opened up an eye for me, and it was helpful because. I would play She Got a Donk, and in my mind, I just knew how well that blended together right. that you I wanted to do. like the way it sounds. Yeah. You knew it blends, yeah. right? And then, you know, I'll say his name because we, we done talked about it, but uh, Ty Supreme. Uh-huh. Uh, early on, we would do these, like, Final Fridays and parties. They would have the band play, and then uh, Ty would come on, and it seemed like he would play the top five songs of today, <laughs> the top five songs from nine. Like, he would just run through, like, hit after hit after hit. DJ Wars. And, and he would do that after talking to him, and, and, and we, we know, it, it, it was never, like, that serious of a problem. But talking about it, he would do that to, like, challenge how good I was, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like, he, he might have wanted to rock the second half of the night, but the promoter that booked us had him open it up after the band and me closing the night. Mm-hmm. So he would just come out, hit, hit, hit. So then that allowed me to get my mic game up. Right. To no matter what he played, I could come on like, where the ladies at? That's, you know, I can, I, can, I can get them hype and then just find the lane to go to. So they kind of put, that pushed me a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, but 
we used to always feel like he was sabotaging the night, the, <laughs> the, the night because he would like he wouldn't stay in a lane. When, when I had I, I've been blessed to open up for Biz Markey when he came, Dope. Kid Capri, and like I would take the time to holler at him early and be like, "Is there a lane you don't want me to go in? Is there something you don't want me to touch?" Right. You know, and that's just comment, just courtesy. Mm-hmm. But a real DJ, a good DJ, he like it, it don't matter. Just play. With, I mean, there's so much music out there. Right. When you think about it. A club night, you might get in 150 songs, you know, three-minute songs, four-minute songs, whatever, you, 200, you know, whatever. Right. There, there's millions of songs to play. So it's like that's another thing that, that I, I would say is, is a rule is to not so much – like have, have the courtesy to ask, in my opinion, if mm-hmm. you open up for somebody that's getting paid to come, like a, a big name. But as far as, as far as just being in town and in your city – the only really rule that I, that that I, that I would say is don't play a mix from someone else like it's yours. <laughs> don't go with technology, man. It's so easy to go download somebody's mix, have it playing, you know, and then act like you made it, you know. Ugh. So I have seen that early on in my DJ career. Never was that kind of you know. I I enjoy making mixes, mm-hmm. so I just ain't never put one out, but I enjoy making them. I'm more of a – there was a time and space, too, where I just didn't want to DJ from 10 to 11.30 because no one was there. Right. So I would make an hour and a half mix, but I would put thought into it as to, okay, maybe this time be a few girls at the bar, a few guys coming in. Let me make sure I got a couple chick songs, a couple – you know, just mm-hmm. kind of put some thought into it. But there definitely is rules to the, to the, to the game. Man. There definitely is. What's the mindset of a DJ when he's out of town? Now, you, you get – well, shoot. You yeah. spun in L.A. Yeah. What's your mindset? And you spun at a club in L.A., not yeah. just, you know what I'm saying, Tony Rock's personal deal. You out right. with the people. Exactly. What's, what's the mindset? Is the mindset to show these motherfuckers who DJ Killer Kev is or let me just do my thing or test the yeah. waters. I don't want to bring my Midwest swag to L.A. Right. and they not fucking with it. What's the thought process? Well, for me personally, just to answer that personally, um, I was blessed enough to go out there, and I still do for BET weekend. So it's always it's an extra hyped weekend in LA. And within the the the, the, the story I always tell is I was a uh, he always brings four DJs. So he would bring a New York DJ from where he's from that he mm-hmm. liked. He had a guy in Miami that he liked. He had a guy in LA that he worked with. And then once he met me, he was like, "You the." Final piece I needed. I needed that Midwest DJ to come and just shake things up. So he let me do, I think it was like 11, 30 to 1 type of set. Now, out there, you know, 10, 30, 11, it's packed. People that's wow. coming, they're coming in there early. Man, So Ohio, take notes, please. Yeah. <laughs> so I had the real nervous feeling of my first, you know, big set. But I'm thinking at the end of the day, they just people. A few Patron shots won't even matter. I got so much praise from them because I did bring a vibe of and everybody from well not everybody but a lot of people in LA aren't from LA aren't from the West Coast mm-hmm. so there's cats that's from Texas from the Midwest from wherever that don't get to hear mm. you know you know songs that they would like to hear when they're at home so within probably 15 minutes of my set I'm just kind of getting warmed up knock on the DJ door I'm in it by myself so I'm like. Open it up. It's Monica. I'm like, oh, she like, Ooh. she like, do you mind playing? You know what? She asked for a song. 
<laughs> and I'm like, yes. right. I'm like, I'll play right. I'll cut this shit off playing right now. <laughs> but just to be in that element where it was real people that was out. I mean, it was a million comics and actors and people that were there because it's a hype weekend. Tony cool, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So from that moment, I, I did get nervous, but I just was like, you know, I'm about to just do what I do. Because a lot of times, especially that, at that time early on when I was doing them, I, I used to get a lot of, I won't say hate, but just a lot of, we'll call it bad press. People mm-hmm. didn't like how I ran through songs fast. Yeah. You know, I would be playing a song and might not have got to that second verse. I was might have been a, a verse and a hook and then just keeping it going, keeping it going. Right. Because out in L.A., when I uh, the first year I went out there, uh, DJ SNS mm. was DJing the BET after party, and we were able to get in that. And went to the bar, asked for a Patron. They said bottle or a shot. I'm like, oh, just a shot. <laughs> but it was open, whatever. So they was giving out bottles of Nouveau and bo- whatever you wanted, wow. it was you, you can have. So to see him, but so we partying. I'm on the crowd side, you know, mm. we just partying. But to hear SNS, man, he went through probably a 30 minute set of like 30 second clips of songs. And I had never seen a party rock like that. They was just, I mean, jumping on each other type of rocking. So I came back to Dayton like, I'm about to kill them, you know. So it was just motivation of what I was doing was cool somewhere, and mm-hmm. I wanted to make it cool here. I used to get a lot of hate from that, a lot of, a lot, a lot of bad press, we'll say. But to, to go out there and to see how other cities rock it, you mm-hmm. know, I wanted to do it. Um, but all in all, I know I've been rattling, all in all, you have to just do you at the end of the day. I mean, you got a million rappers, a million whatever, but each one of them does something that's unique to them. Mm-hmm. You know, you would hope. So for DJs, it's the same. I mean, I, that's the way I like to do. I like to be involved on the mic. I like to run through, especially when that power hour type of set, you know, playing just the whole song up until the last 30 second fade. For ten straight songs, yeah, it's just it just becomes like you just an iPod. Right, you know, that's how I look at it. I feel like if I'm playing whole songs for you back to back to back, I ain't putting no flavor into it. I'm just the iPod. So I still, you know, I might hold off and do a verse, a hook, and a verse I might get you. But that second hook, we know the hook now. I'm, I'm moving, you know. So <laughs> that's just how I, I, I roll. But in, in the right atmosphere, that's that's an amazing night. So. I know one song for me personally that I demand the DJ ride all the way out to is Crush on You because I got to hear C's second verse, man. See, uh, I got to hear C's yeah. second verse, man. And you know the ladies got to hear Kim first verse. Right. You can even skip C. No, you can't even skip C's first <laughs> verse. You got to give me that to the front yeah. to the end. Like Now, everything else, I'm cool with a verse and a hook, but that song right there, I need the whole yeah. song, man. So, Black Tie, put that in your memory oh, bank. Absolutely. Okay? I, I learned that the hard <laughs> way, too, because I used to do the Shall I Proceed? Yes, indeed, and I move on. Right after that, yeah, I mute it, let, let, let everybody say yes, indeed. Yeah. I dropped the next one, and it was like, you could feel the, the wind blow towards <laughs> you. Like, whoa. I'm like, oh, my bad. And then another one was uh, the Boys in the Hood. Ooh. I, if I didn't let Easy get all the way through, or if I didn't, <laughs> oh man, there was times where I literally would get rushed by people like, "Bro, what you doing, bro?" Like that's, I'm like, "Yo, my bad." Like so, and then all that too just comes with with, with time and space, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, coming into the DJ game, yes, I've been in it, knocking on. This is my tenth year getting ready to start up, and 
you know, you you got to go through some roads and figure it out, you know, because there's certain songs and certain things that people want to hear. Mm-hmm. And once you get that person that expressed that to you, don't just look at it as like he drunk and in a bad mood. He don't know what he's talking right? about. Look at it like, well, damn, that is a hot song. And I did kind of <laughs> rush off on it. So, yeah, gotta man. be aware. Shoot, you was uh, I saw you on Snap. You was going through uh, oh, old man. school CDs, man, through yeah. CD book. Yeah, man, I was cleaning up the bookshelf, trying to just clean up. The wife and kids is in Michigan, so I was like using that time to just make decisions at home. Like, ah, we'll put that in the trash. They won't miss that. <laughs> and uh, opened that bottom shelf of the bookshelf and saw my CD book, and I was like, let me just open this up. And the first thing I saw was the greatest hits, Biggie, my Jay Z's. I'm seeing the, the CDs in general, and I just I was hyped going through that, just looking back at at CDs. You mm-hmm. know, that used to be a time and space where cats used to organize their CD book like like they, like they do their bank account. Yes, sir. Like they bills. You know, that was it was a it was, it was a vibe. It was a feel where this is my R and B section. This is my old school section. And so I was just kind of going through that and just I could kind of follow my little my little story in my in my CD book. So had a good time just going through CDs. Like I got a few snaps back from people. Like kids these days don't even know what that feels like yeah, to look at CDs, feeling, man. to cut out the cut out the cover and put it in your CD book. Had had a track list on the back if you need it, you know. Like you would take the time to do that. So and I thought it would it brought back memories for me, man, because you was like, yo, this this was just for the car. Yeah. And uh, in high school, man, shouts out to all my peoples from Cleveland, Cleveland Heights High School Tigers. By the way, you know, we yeah. just beat our biggest rival, Shaw High School. So that's our biggest rival in uh, yeah. everything. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, in high school, me being cheap, uh, I didn't pay for a parking pass. So I used to park on the street car, Yorkshire. And uh, it's like cut through somebody's backyard. Boom, you're right at the schoolhouse. Right. So, you know, pulls up, park, got a little guy has some 12s in the trunk, had my CD book. With the tape thing, so I was playing it off my uh, mm-hmm. CD player. Boom. Come back, walking up the street. I noticed something. Notice something that ain't good. <laughs> Trunk is open slightly. Yeah. And it's that slow motion. <laughs> Drop the book bag. <laughs> open up the trunk. Speaker's gone. Mm. Speaker's gone. Mm. So first thing I think is, okay, that's easily replaceable. Yeah. That's a couple hundred bucks. I was like, all right, that's an L. I'll accept it. Tape deck gone. I can accept that as well. Yeah. I can replace that easily. Rush to the underneath that seat. Don't let my CD book be gone. Right. CD book oh. gone. It was the big boy, the 200 oh. one too. Now, what the hell did I need 200 CDs at me for a 15-minute car ride to school? I don't know. But all I know is from that day on, after I replenished my CDs, I had just had the little visor thing. 10 10 CD rotation, man. Y'all can, if y'all get me for this stuff, that's on me. All right, y'all got me. Yeah. Y'all not getting me for all my CDs, man. Right, that was that time <laughs> and space too in the '90s where you'd be at a red light and see somebody's car with that hole in the trunk. Like, oh, <laughs> no, they got God. They yeah. got Jimmy. <laughs> no, they got God. <laughs> so yeah, that was. I definitely remember them day. I I I, I live close enough to walk to school. Okay, and I, I didn't even. My grandmother gave me a car at 16, but my mom didn't let me get my license until I was 18 because it wasn't really no point just to be walking to school every day. But I had my CD, but like you said, I had it when I went to the military. 
had it in the car. And I, and, and I was the same way. I had the, the, the big book with all these CDs in it because I, I never knew what I wanted to hear. Yeah. And I didn't want to have the visor joint and be like, man, I burned through that jelly mix. I burned <laughs> through that. I burned through this. It's like, I eh. so I always kept my CDs in the car. I was, there was like a summer where I had some speakers. But that was never really. I, I like riding with, riding with people who had that, but I never really like needed it. So I was out. I, I never had that. I did have my car broke into, but all all they took was the. I didn't take the face off the little radio, <laughs> so they, they jacked the radio game. But that was that, man, that was a time and space where that was that was happening. But yeah, people man, was, people was jacking cats, jacking cats, <laughs> man. And uh, you know, I think about stuff like that. Such a as you get older and you realize, like, man, why did I spend so much money on that? Like, yo, I yeah. spent so much. I, obviously, I replaced my CD player. I replaced my speakers because I just had to, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, duh, right? <laughs> Replace that. That's another couple hundred dollars down the drain. And then just, like, uh, when I got even older and got my first full-time job, you know, got me a new car. Of course, what did I didn't do the speakers this time when it got some rims? Yeah, yeah that sounded like a smart decision. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, man. If I have any advice for anybody that's like you know eighteen to twenty five, before you dip in your stash and splurge on your speakers and splurge on some rims, don't do it. Yeah, put some <laughs> up for when you're fifty. Yeah, man. Don't do <laughs> it. I know, I, man. It, and I just hear my pops because my pops he bought he bought my replacement stuff. Cause I came, I was pissed off. And like, all right, man, I'll replace it for you. And he's like, "You sure you want to spend six hundred dollars <laughs> on some speakers and a CD player? I mean, we can get you back together, get your CD player and some regular speakers, but you right. sure you need this? Right? Yes, I need this. You sure this is a need, not a want? I need it and I want it. Buy it, man. The, the cats that stole my radio, they were so petty. They left the remote that I had with it to <laughs> left it left it front and center on the top of the thing. Like, oh, I don't want the remote. You know, I thought I was, you with couldn't tell me Velcro you couldn't tell it. me nothing with it. When the phone rang, I hit that mute. Like, what's up? You know, he's <laughs> got a remote for a radio yeah. that's literally a, a arm length away. <laughs> and then, and then my my homeboy Smoke man, he used to wire stuff like that. He wired my speakers where I had a little button come out the the back seat bottom. To where I could turn the speaker off, off yeah. if I needed to, if I didn't want to ride to that bang at seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. So you know, have my little button there, left that, you know. So for like a month, you know, I'd, I'd see my little button, put my book bag in the car, or <laughs> going to work, and then radio. Like I didn't push the radio for a minute just because I was like, I didn't, couldn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I just want to get just the radio, not the face pop off joint, had to hide it in the glove box. Yeah. Like, so yeah, that's. Good days, man. Them, them them days is long gone. I think. Shoot, absolutely, man. <laughs> uh, shoot, I even remember the days going to the mall with my older brother. Man, he had the whole snatch out joint. Yeah. The whole snatch out joint with the little carry, and it used to be like, "Yo, carry this for me," and I would be like, "Word, I get to carry the radio." Walking through the mall with the radio, he couldn't tell me nothing. Thirteen years old, walking with a with a snatch out. People right. just running like, "Oh, what is that?" GV, JVC, that's a pioneer. You yeah, know, damn the the joys of a child, man. man I tell you, man. Yeah, cats don't even know them, and they will never time, know, man. Times. Shoot, all your music is right here on this phone, man. Right, such a convenience, man. And we got to shout out the homegirl Nas. Yeah, her Facebook posts have been off the hook this week. Man. I had to literally. The, the, this was my first week back to work. I went back to work after 12 weeks 
collectively being off. <laughs> After the the the, the uh, outcast joint, like I had to like literally stop because I couldn't I couldn't deal with the reading everybody's stuff and I wanted to get into the debate. But it's like I didn't have the time to just sit there and go for two hours, so I had to like I would just read it. But I wouldn't open the comments. I just look and just make my own little okay. Man, yeah, she been killing it. Killing the game, man. Got people <laughs> arguing. Yo, my homeboy Corp, he he says one thing. He texts me like, nigga, you ain't gonna keep disagreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> you got niggas out here at work, like F work. Like, yo, let's 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 argue on Facebook and let's argue via text message all right. day long. <laughs> definitely make these days at work go faster, man. I can definitely tell you that. Yeah, man. for those that's following Naz, man, keep that up, Naz, cause cause it is, it is just a, it is kind of fun to have that. That early morning debate at work where you didn't really even want to be there, <laughs> especially you, on a Monday. Yeah, you in the little cubicle, or whatever you at. Like, yeah, let me let me get off on this for a <laughs> second. So, yeah, they've definitely been they've, they've been moving. So that her Facebook post prompted me to ask this question today on the pod: Your top five MCs before everybody says, "Well, does Jay Z, Biggie, Pac, Eminem?" No, Jay Z, no Biggie. No Pac, no M, and no Nas allowed. So it's kind of like the other top five. Yeah. Mm. For me, what you got? For me, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go face Scarface oh, for face sure. Face He gotta be in that. Um, Ti for me gotta be in that. Okay. Ti's body of work uh, gotta be in that. Um. I'm still gonna put Rock Him in there since you didn't take that out. Uh huh. Got, got to be in there. Uh, my other two probably gonna call some some Monday morning debate, but that's cool. I'm gonna say Fab. F A B O. And I'm gonna say Ghostface Killer. Oh, I like that Ghostface yeah. man. Definitely like that Ghostface. So that's my other five. Ooh. So all right, before we get to mine, because. Mine is <laughs> yeah. You're the you're the, you're the real expert in the hip hop head, right? I know, I know, I know. You have some debating to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so face, why is face mob up in there, man? For me, man, just you know when he he took Texas by storm, man. I mean, he 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 his his whole career has been a population movement. You know, that's how I look at it. Like mm-hmm. he had a whole area. That just you couldn't go you couldn't go down past Tennessee and not hear no face nowhere. I mean, it was just the the, the whole movement and and he talked about some stuff, you know. So he, he's a he's one of the lyricists that I think that kind of get forgotten about or put to the B side of the tape per se. Yeah, but he's always been one of my favorites. So he's that's just why for me. So tip, tip oh yeah, we going down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tip for me. Um, when I was in the military, I you couldn't catch me not riding to to whatever tip was, was banging. And again, I, I like I like Tip's melodic type of flow mm-hmm. and the longevity of his career and still being able to to make hit music year after year after year. I mean, you you cannot like Tip, but there's a song each year from Tip's years that you rock with. You know, you got the twenty foes. For me, <laughs> Every DJ set that I do in the club, I always play Let's Get Away, T.I., early. Mm-hmm. That's just a song for me that gets me in the mood to want to be rocking out. Jazzy Fade Days. That's one of my favorite songs of all time for me. So 
Oh, I left out one. Uh-oh. Oh, I left out three stacks. Yeah. That made me think. That made me. Somebody got to get bumped. Somebody got to get Uh-oh. bumped. Uh-oh. it's going to be? I'm sorry, Fab. Oh. <laughs> sorry, Fab. Sorry, Fab. Mm, I got a mm, bump fat mm, for three mm, stacks. Mm, mm. Can't, can't leave out three stacks. Three stacks changed my life with music, man. Just, <laughs> I've been a three stacks fan for a long time, so so I don't need to ask you about Mr. Ghetto Fab. Yeah, I, I, damn, that's that's tough. Yeah, I, that's I, a tough one, bro. That's tough. That's tough. If, I, if say, I had man. time to sit here in silence and think, I might take out somebody else, but I'm gonna take out Fab. So introducing the Ghost Face Killer, man. The just the long je- the that Wu Tang era, man. Come on, man. You gotta have Ghostface in there. That's all that needs to be said with that. You just gotta have him in there. I mean, his lit. What to me, he's one of the ones that you really can listen to lyrically, you mm-hmm. know. And he don't get that. He gets it from the the, un- the true hip hop heads, but it felt like it was always a bundle package in the yeah. mainstream. Yeah, you know. So when when you really let him just go. He got to be in there. Okay. Got to be in there. 3,000. Three stacks, man. Um, when, I, <laughs> when I was in Iraq, I we used to, me and the guy that I rode, because I drove the medical, we'll call it the semi. It was called a five-ton, but for those that don't understand it, it's a semi-truck full of our medical supplies. I, I was the driver for that. From, from, from Kuwait to Baghdad, every time we did a convoy, we had for at least probably six, seven times bombs over Baghdad on repeat. <laughs> and that, you know, that was just our little thing. But three stacks to me, man, like he is probably one of the most creative, lyrical people that I just, you know, like I rock with. So he's just he just one of the ones that like he he can't he cannot get bumped off that. Like he has to be on that for me. Just just one of my personal Phase. Three thousand is a beast, man. Yeah, Three thousand is an absolute one hundred percent beast. All right, so for me, I agree. Three thousand is definitely on there, and he's number five on that list, by yeah. the way, because for this simple fact that we have a love hate relationship with Three Stacks at my household, it's because Outkast is probably not even probably is definitely a top five rap group of all time. Absolutely. I mean, you think about. Southern Playerlistic, uh, my personal, one of my favorite albums of all times, Equimini, AT mm. Aliens. I mean, the list goes on and on. Stank Shout out to for that post. Absolutely. <laughs> like, but one of the most disappointing albums of all time for me was the Speaker Box Love Below. Oh, because yeah. it wasn't an outcast album. It was two individual albums. Mm-hmm. And Big Boy definitely came and held his end of the bargain. Yeah. And 3000 was being 3,000. He was right. doing what he does. Yeah. And, you know, every year, everybody like, man, 3,000, 3,000. And then when he drop a verse, he reminds you how dope he exactly. is. He, and that's the frustration, man. He lives it's like, that quiet, you know, we'll say rest in peace to Prince. That Just that little aura about him where he, he could fall off the face of the earth for six, nine months, and he ain't forgotten but you're just starving for more. Yeah. You're starving. And he only giving it to you. You know, he's going to take the off season off and he's going to come back in training camp and drop something. You know, that's how I looked at Three Stacks career as far as his individual music, you know, and that, that them long breaks, they, they do hurt some in some people's list, but 
for me, man, that's just hey, he got he 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 got to be that. He got to be it. Yeah, he's got to, man, because yeah. he's just too ill, man. Yeah. And this is gonna be my controversial pick at number four, man. Uh oh. The game. I've been a game mm. guy since day one. That uh documentary album, Doctor's Advocate, his newest album is banging. The uh Red Wolf album is banging. Like, okay, I work at a radio station. I really don't pay for music like that. Right. Um, so when I go out to make sure I buy something, like I pre-ordered that joint. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yo, I listened to it front to back multiple times and it's just banging. The uh, documentary, too, is banging. Like, he makes great albums. Like, him, bar for bar, like a freestyle, I'm not sure if he can handle that. But album-wise, puts out great albums, man. So I definitely rock with him. And it pained me not to put my other dude on the list, Jeezy. I'm a huge Jeezy fan. Yeah. Like, and I, 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 and I pre-ordered we... his uh, um, new album yeah. just yesterday. I think I think if you could, with there is a probably another eight to ten <laughs> yeah. that if if we would have you know dissected it to where we needed to be in a certain time and space yeah it definitely would definitely would change because there is others out there that's definitely in the fade Jeezy you definitely I've been a Jeezy fan for a long time so absolutely. a quick story about Jeezy the uh the boys in the hood Jeezy didn't like him. Mm. It took me um, a while to even to get into Thug Motivation One on One. See, that was my ish right there. Man, it took me a minute. I still played three or four songs off of that Ooh, at the club. It, it bangs. Don't no, no, no yeah. question. I just, you know, I just thought it was trap music, trap songs, dope boy music, or whatever you case may have you. But it wasn't until um, what was the one? My president is black. Mm-hmm. My, the recession album. Yeah. Fucking love that album, dog. <laughs> Fucking love that album. Yeah. And the people that I fuck with, they. They don't really like that album, but that's the one that did it for me. Like yeah. what he was talking about on that album spoke to me. Like I really love that album, yeah. Recession album. Number three for me. Which one of y'all freaks want to get down <laughs> with the biggest nigga in town? The world right now can't go. My nigga Cube. Yeah. My nigga Cube. Yeah, man, you, yeah. listen. I still remember that that uh <laughs> that uh, uh straight out of Compton snap you put up with the with the Loke song. <laughs> man, listen. I, I figured he was in there for Q you. fan forever, man. Yeah. Q fan forever, man. The the benefits of having a brother that's six years older than you, you don't always just listen to the music that's age appropriate. So I wasn't only just listening to Crisscross and ABC. Right. I had a chance to listen to NWA yeah. and uh, Public Enemy at a young age mm-hmm. and like understand like oh they talking about something like I ain't just bobbing my head to the beat I'm listening to the words so that's a benefit of having an older brother and he used to bang the shit out of NWA man yeah. I remember moms had a big old school speaker set at the crib with a five disc changer in it put that niggas for life in there mm-hmm. put the straight out compton album in there with nobody home like <laughs> yo so i'm out here listening to some bad words when ain't nobody home right moms comes home first thing she's like jermaine jermaine is your brother listen to this shit all out <laughs> i'm like y'all he went outside real quick you want me to turn it off right <laughs> straight put it put it on him man on, on, on the whole ride here i was just gonna talk about west coast for a second on the whole ride here i wanted snoop in there I wanted him in there, and it's like I didn't personally, you know, the way I was raised and getting into music, I didn't get into West Coast music till pretty much Dog Pound and Snoop mm-hmm. t- time frame. So I kind of missed a little bit of that of that hardcore yeah. West Coast that I that I probably would have loved. It just never 
and just never spoke to me like it should have. Yeah. Basically, so. The number two. Fab, I ain't going to leave you off my list, Fab. <laughs> Been a Fab dude since day one, man. Fab is my dude since he was Fabulous Sport on the freestyle joints with DJ Clue, man. Like, I remember when that whole DJ mixtape thing, like, really started to pop off. Like, you can go to, um shoot, really any local record store. Like, I used to grab my mixtapes from uh the spot in the Oregon. Yeah. And, uh yo, Clue had one. And the fab was on there freestyle. I was like, who is this dude? This dude is a monster. Yeah. And then when he came out with Can't Deny with uh, Nate Dogg and the whole first album was dope. And just like, even now, like, his longevity, man, you think about it, that was like 2000, I want to say. And he's still dropping mixtapes. Mm-hmm. And not only mixtapes, man, he's torn off of mixtapes. Yeah. And they dope. Yeah. They ain't just like, oh, man, just a bunch of songs or a bunch of freestyles over other people's beats. Like, they're basically full-length albums, mm-hmm. man. So uh, Fab is definitely in my other yeah, top five. I, I, I hated to bump Fab. But <laughs> un, under pressure, I had to. It, it was Fab or Ti for me under pressure. So <laughs> Ti has has been around for me a little longer. So. Yeah, and number one, without a question of a doubt, sometimes he even sneaks into my top five. Red man. Mm. Man, listen. Yeah, but Red man for me growing up, man. Me and my crew, we listen to Red Man nonstop. The uh, what the album, Muddy Waters. Like uh, my brother brought up a good point. Was like, yo, what other artist has dropped four consecutive albums that dope? And I thought about it. First thing I go to is, well, shoot, Jay Z, right? But then I think about it, like, uh, well, Volume Two wasn't the best Jay Z album. Yeah. So, oh, that's not. There might straight. be an album there, but it might only be two tracks you're rocking. Yeah, with. man, <laughs> like Red Man. I encourage anybody that really loves hip hop, man, to go back and get that. What the album? Get that. There's a dark side album. Get the Doc's the name. Mm-hmm. Get the uh, Doc 2000. Those four albums, man, monsters. Now I got a question for you. Just this question: How many more? Does your boy J. Cole need? Cause I, Cause I was I was wondering if not uh, we talking all the time, I get it. Yeah. But but I know you, I know we Man. both like J. Cole, but I know you really rock with J. Cole. Huge so J. Cole. How many fan. more do he need? Hey man. Just one more, man. Yeah. One more. Cause okay. I in my in my opinion, his second album, I mean, he's gotten so much better. Album after album. First album, I'm not even going to front. I was highly disappointed. Okay. Like, And he even says it himself in an interview. Like, his first album wasn't what he wanted it to be. And it wasn't what his fans wanted it to be. Like, his mixtapes didn't translate into his albums. The second album for me, the joint with Miguel and all that stuff, that was like, whoa, this is the J. Cole that I wanted. But this last album, the 2014 Forest Hill Drive, Certified classic, in my opinion. Now, now one more question, because I can talk about this all day, but one more question. Why was Wayne off of that? Was Wayne off of that because of the last couple of years? It ain't, mm. it ain't been the same? Because if, if, if I ask you this in 2006, mm. 7, 8, you know, mm. I wonder I, I wonder if Wayne would, would be on there. Because that was, for me, it was like, I I mean, I have every Carter one, mm. two, three, you name you name it. And I've always been a Wayne fan on his on his punchlines and his and how he mm. just flow. Weezy F so, so baby. I left Wayne off of there just off of the simple fact of it just ain't been the same Wayne. He kinda went through that rock star Wayne and, <laughs> and it just kinda got 
choppy waters from me. Now, so. I can say this. I think Wayne's a very dope MC. I think he makes pretty good albums. But when I look at a top list, I really look at albums. I don't look yeah. at just like all oh, man features yeah. or anything like that. I look at summer the body tracks, of nothing work. like that. Yeah. And he got a lot of club songs, and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with club songs. But I look at B songs too. Because yeah. those are the meat of the album. Every song that you put out isn't a club song or a single. Right. He got a lot of heat, but I don't think, like... There's no one to bump. Yeah, there's no one to bump yeah. for me, man. And, and I mean, like, you, you brought up the boy Cole. I want to put Cole on there. I want right. to put Cole in my top five. <laughs> like, I'm I'm one of the few people, shouts out to my homeboy Peanut, he's a big Kendrick guy. Mm-hmm. And me and him go at it all the time about Kendrick and J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Kendrick and J. Cole. I think, I think they it? both need one more. Yeah, every time every time Kendrick drops something, he'd be like, you that new K-Dot? You that new K-Dot? <laughs> and when Cole come out, I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm a J. Cole guy. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, I rock with Kendrick. Kendrick is a beast. Yeah. But back to the Wayne thing, I think you're right, man. I think it has a little bit to do with that, like the ups and downs mm-hmm. of his career. Um, dealing with cash money, not able to release the music that he wants to release. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we've also found out that's not a, always a good thing that the artist releases what they want to release. Right. You know, you think about three thousand. You know, that's not we what we want from three thousand. Even like you go back to a Lauren Hill, like exactly the miseducation. Now the dudes went out and bought it because they wanted to hear hear L Boogie spit them bars because mm-hmm. we all know she was the dopest one in the Fugees. Right. But. You buy it, you put it in, it's woman power. Mm-hmm. Dudes ain't trying to hear no woman power. It's a great album. Yeah. Miss Education's a great album. Yeah. X Factor, one of the greatest songs of all time. You know, do off that thing, great song. But once the girls found out this was an album for them, I mean, she's a female. Of course, she's making albums for the women. Yeah. But that's not what we wanted. Exactly. We want them bars. Exactly. And that's what we want from 3000. We want bars consistently, uh, weekly. No, no exceptions. No exceptions, <laughs> yeah. man. And that's what. And that's the thing about it for my boy Kendrick. Like, he went super black power. Man. Super black power. I still like the album for what it was. But, you know, when J. Cole did it, it was still super hip hop. Yeah. And that's the lane that I, I love for them dudes, man. Right. Do what you want to do, but make sure you take care of me, too. Because yeah. I'm buying this stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we would definitely love to hear from all, y'all out there. So take the time in this week. Hit us up on You Can't Make This Up podcast at Gmail. Send us your top five. You know, take take the five minutes to take to just type that up for it. We would love to get some feedback. Absolutely. Have some dialogue from y'all. So you can make this up podcast at Gmail. Send us send us your top five, please. Now I know we didn't kept it fun and light, so but we gotta go there. We gotta go there. It's we coming. gotta go. Oh, the election is coming it's November eighth, man. It's hard to believe it, man. November twenty eighth like- for all you Republicans out there. <laughs> November twenty eighth. <28th. laughs> <laughs> November November 28th make sure yeah, you get yeah. out there and vote that, that's that's when you go yeah, yeah not real that. talk November 8th mm-hmm. yeah we, we, a decision has to be made decision has to be made I was talking to my grandmother and she was asking about she was encouraging me to go do early voting and she's like go out there early vote cause you know hey man you never know uh, voter suppression is real Mm-hmm. Um, they may not let you vote. You know, I moved to a new area, blah, 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 blah. Like, they might not let you vote. Is your license up to date? Because she's on it. She's like, yo, handle your shit. 
I'm like, all right, grandma. But I, I like the experience of going the day of. Yeah. It's like that excitement to, you know, you're casting your ballot. You're in there with the people. And sometimes it may not be the people that, that you're rocking with. I remember going to uh, vote for the uh, primaries and the Trumps, the Trump supporters was out rapping cuz. Yeah. They was out there rapping, yeah. man. And it was it was just funny to walk past them. You know, they had to be so many feet away from the polling place. You know, you pull in or whatever. Parking was packed, so I had to park across the street. I had to walk past. They're trying to pass you, excuse me, stickers. And I'm like, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm straight. See, for, for me with voting, man, I'm just going to get dig into it real quick. My first time voting was 08 Obama. Mm-hmm. And I commend my wife because my wife, she like for up until, this, up until I want to say the last... 12 she worked the polls 8 and 12 wow so she like she really gets into it she's big into she's big into it but she don't like to she's big into it because she hates the hates hates people feeling a certain way about certain things that she has to like open their mind to other Mm -hmm. thoughts so she really pushes me to go vote because for more times than not it's been like man i don't feel like going to stand in line I don't feel like this and that. And oh wait for me, we lived right by Rice State. We lived in the Charter Woods apartment. Excuse me, Charter Woods apartments. And we went early. And this this really like honestly affected me. Like it changed my life. I saw a lot of the the fraternities and sororities from Rice State literally marching over mm-hmm. to the polls. You know, 40, 50 people. You know, waiting in line. And it was like it was dope to see young people come together. To, to vote for something mm-hmm. so to like that being your first time voting and to see that kind of response it was like yo this is important yeah. it's important enough for me not to blow off because i don't like either one or i don't know like i don't know what i am you know like people just get forced into being a republican because it came down the family tree right or get forced to being a democrat and it's like there's <laughs> been times where i might like certain values of a republican or what they're talking about but there's been times that now where I thought initially that I liked the idea of a businessman running the country. But when you see this businessman and his thoughts, mm-hmm. my personal opinion, it just not it's not it's not gonna be right for the country. And I have some Republican co workers and some of them are down with the Trump movement. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> right. but I also have some Republican co workers who ain't down with it. It's yeah. like, yo, um, who hit me to a lot of games like and like, yo, he's not representing the Republican values. Mm-hmm. Like, these aren't the Republican views. That that's, has nothing to do with it. He's like, and they'll be like, well, I'm still not, I'm not voting for him, but I sure, damn sure not voting for Hillary. So they're using their vo- vote in a different way and more power to them. But I would encourage everybody to, you know, go out there, look at the issues, listen to the policies, visit mm-hmm. their, their websites and read up on their policies. And I, I emphasize policies because the last debate was the first time that policies started to get it addressed because mm-hmm. there was so much. Three weeks out. Yeah, drama <laughs> going on as opposed to talking about the real issues that we face as a country. It was yeah. more name calling, digging up old video footage and mm-hmm. audio about grabbing so-and-so and blah, 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 or talking about somebody's husband or whatever. You know, all that's funny on on the gram and on Snap and on Facebook and everything like that, the memes and everything like that, it's hilarious. I'm and trust me, I'm here for the jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm here for all that. 
but it's a serious time, dog. And, you know, like you said, we three weeks out, bro. And it's like, all right, I always have a question for people that really don't have their mind made up already. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not sure, like, they, during the debates, they can say, especially these candidates, mm -hmm. like other candidates where I could understand, like when McCain was running for office, I could see how someone could be divided on how they view things, you know, okay, go to listen to the debates, see what they have to say. Right. He's speaking the quote unquote Republican values and he's speaking about being a veteran, speaking about our troops and things that he would like to see improve because he can speak from that point of view. Mm -hmm. Yes, I encourage that. But for this guy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> see, that, and that, and that I, I, it's scary. That's for me, man, because Trump in the, in the beginning, I can remember he was big on wanting to help vets. Mm -hmm. Being a veteran working at the Dayton VA. I see it. I mean, a hundred percent disabled vet could have lost limbs, his mind, whatever he lost fighting for this country. A hundred percent disabled vet gets somewhere around twenty-five to three thousand dollars a month. Mm -hmm. Times that by twelve, they still pretty much living in poverty. Right. You know. So that's one thing that I feel needs to be addressed. Yes. But we don't know. Like that's one thing that needs that I feel that Trump that that Trump has been pushing mm -hmm. needs to be addressed. The other 90, 99, <laughs> whatever, like it's we're gonna too, do it bigly. It, it's too much risk. <laughs> it's too much risk. So it's like I look like you said about early voting. Early voting is definitely important. It definitely your vote does count. It does mm -hmm. matter. But with so many people on the fence, I mean, there's people. I see it all the time. They definitely don't like Trump. Mm -hmm. Like for for me, and it, it hits home for me because my family, my family that I know is white. I don't know my dad's family, mm -hmm. so I have a lot of uncles who every time my wife posts something about Hillary or about Trump, they come in and contra you know counteract their their thoughts on. Benghazi with Hillary and you know mm -hmm. all that so there's a lot of people that are on the fence and when you get in that booth mm -hmm. they're gonna have to make a decision That's a fact. and if more people are not or are undecided and go with you know a third or fourth person you know that to me yeah, that helps Trump yeah because Ohio has picked the president for the last what 12 elections they said it or something of that comes nature down to us there's a lot of these farms Michigan and, and, yeah. and Pennsylvania we're so key man we're key country I mean, countries <laughs> states man for that electoral college vote man is is huge and you know if you look even further into it you you break it down by county you know you look at yeah. Cuyahoga County you look at Montgomery County you look at Franco County those big numbers man right huge numbers there's, there's man. like 88 counties in Ohio I believe and and Ohio gets a lot of push every year because the 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 cities, the the Clevelands, the the Dayton's, the Columbuses, the Cincinnati's, they'll Toledo. be they'll be close every time. Mm -hmm. But the you know up, up in the northeast or southeast yeah. or Steubenville, or, you know those cities, they're pretty strong with Trump yeah. or we're Republican, we'll say. Yeah. So those really, you know, I mean. It, to me, it's it's not necessarily in the bag. Oh no, it's it's far from yeah, in the bag. It's not man. in the bag. I it's like just... to do this game when I'm driving. I, <laughs> to count the Trump signs as I'm driving somewhere, and if you just went from that stupid thing that I do, you would say Trump's gonna win Ohio, man, because I don't see people rapping for Hillary as hard as people rapping 
mm-hmm. for Trump. You know what I mean? And I think that Hillary has a lot of explaining to do, which she's yet to do, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, about policies, about emails, about countless other things. Right. But it, for me, you know, it goes down to I can't get down with the good old boy network. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I can't get down with a dude that said it was great in 1960. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, bro. Right. <laughs> those those are the things that, like, that's what put fear in us. That's what puts concern in us to where it's like those statements and and you see it, you know, you see it just in, in, in the world. You know, you see the I, I forget what state it was, but the the man that, that that shot and killed the guy for playing loud music in the gas station. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a, he felt a certain way about something and decided to take the matter in his own hand. And he got life in prison for that. You mm-hmm. know, I saw that here recently. But I'm saying that to say there's there's people out there that and for me it, it, just, it just hits me a different way because I know my uncles, I know my aunts, you know, and I know. They were raised a certain way. You know, mm-hmm. I can't expect them to be Black Lives Matter when they ain't black. Right. You know, I can't expect them to understand why I might feel a certain way about something because they were raised in a time and space where their you know, whole high school was white. You know, they're so I mean, not to make it a race thing, because people, you know, I have aunts and uncles that are in their 80s, 70s and 80s that I have talked with and, you know, They've had to, they've had to go from a racist mind to an open mind. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just raised a certain way. When you when you raised to 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 like the Cleveland Indians, mm-hmm. you support the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. When you raised, you know, a certain way, it's just what you know. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take the time to learn about some somebody else, that's where I have a problem with you. You know, you can be Republican all day long. Yeah. And you you can be a black Republican. You yeah. know? It, it ain't just a white thing, but it's more so take the time to, if you have a, you know, for me, going to Iraq and all that, I still feel a certain way when I see somebody of, of, of that descent. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it just rubs me the wrong way. But when I sit down and talk with them, you know, I'll, if, I, if, we in, if we in the line somewhere, you know, just bringing up sports talk or anything just to like, Talk to him. It helps me be like, stop judging. Right. You know, so that to me is more so what I'm trying to say is take the time to learn both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. Take time to de- determine what values are important to you. Right. And then make your decision. Absolutely, man. Another one in the books. 30 of them in the books, yo. Three. Oh, man, man. You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Send us that top five, please. Absolutely. Izzy man. DeMarco, what up? <laughs>